Listen, it's a long story, but all that's important is they threw Spider and the T1 in jail. They were going to give him four years. And the only way that I could get him out was to tell that cop that you gave him your car. What? Welcome to Cruising It, the podcast where we watch and discuss all of Tom Cruise's films in chronological order. I'm your host, Donovan Bruce, and with me as always is Andrew Mount. Did you remember to bring your dick? And Mason Kuzmich. Someone releases from this hell. On today's episode, we are discussing Losing It, Tom Cruise's first leading role following a group of high school boys who traveled to Tijuana in an effort to lose their virginity. What'd you guys think? (laughs) 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 Okay, so my main experience with this movie, I'd never seen it before. Um... And then I watched it, and I honestly I found that I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Um, and then we recorded a podcast on it, and then we lost it. <laughs> and then we recorded another podcast on it, and we lost that one too. And I have to talk about this movie for the rest of my life because I'm stuck in some weird hell. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't lose it. <laughs> this, lose this, it. This, the sound quality was really bad, and I didn't catch it in time. No, that's that's, that's fair. Producer fail on my part. But it's okay now. <laughs> I still hate this movie even more so if that's even possible. Yeah, this it was it was not a good movie. Uh, well, I mean, this is one of those movies that was so bad, and you watch it, and you're like, "Thank God, we only have to talk about this once," and we're talking about it for the third time. <laughs> so it's it's great. Ooh. It's especially bad because we got through like Top Gun, and we're like, "Yeah, now it's all the good Tom Cruise movies now," and we got to go back and talk about the bad once again. Well, and I think probably my least favorite part about this is that I kind of, if I remember correctly, I kind of liked our episode on on this the last time. I thought we were, I thought we had fun with that, and, uh, I, but now it's just I honestly don't remember. That's fine. Our episode at all? That's fine. It's it, it, we're, we're doomed to do this over and over again. It's great. <laughs> yeah, let's just get through this. <laughs> Well, okay, on that note, let's get into our discussion of Losing It. On a Friday morning in the early 1960s, Southern California high school seniors Dave Cartman, played by Jackie Earl Haley, Spider Church, played by John Stockwell, and Woody, played by Tom Gruse, prepare for their school day to be followed by a long-awaited trip to Tijuana, Mexico. Upon arriving at school, Pearlman, the fourth member of the expedition, suddenly withdraws and leaves his friends $95 short of their required funds. Dave's entrepreneurial younger brother, Wendell, nicknamed Wimp, offers to supply the money, but only if he's allowed to go in Pearlman's place. Dave reluctantly agrees to the proposal, hoping Wendell will not interfere as the older boys tour the city's nightclubs and brothels. The group faces another obstacle when Spider is given an after-school detention for defending himself against an irate football player. However, Spider is undeterred and escapes the campus to join his friends. So something that just jumped out to me there that I don't think I've caught before in doing this. Did did Spider really get a last name and Woody didn't? Yes. Spider Church. Uh, I know, I'm aware. 
I church full of name. spiders. No, it's so scary when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I know when you say that, people might just think of like a normal church with like a bunch of normal sized spiders. But uh-huh. I'm thinking of instead of being full of like people, they're like people sized spiders, and they're like worshiping their weird spider god. Right, they're worshiping Spider Jesus, who no, is who is no. just a no. <laughs> yeah, who's just a spider that who is John Stockwell. Well, yes, but also instead of <laughs> the, the literal embodiment of the spider church. Well, instead of a man on a crucifix, it's wherever a spider. One or two, wherever two or more spiders meet in my name, <laughs> that is where spider church is. Yes. But no, instead of instead of a man on a crucifix, it's a spider on the bottom of a boot. And they're all just praying to him. Yep. That's great. And I don't know if it, I don't think it's said in there, but yeah, the point of their trip to Tijuana is to lose their virginity. Yeah, hence the name of the movie, Losing It. Just <laughs> can you think of any like more horrific way to spend your spring break than to like go with your friends to Tijuana so you can all lose your virginity together <laughs> at, a, at a brothel? That just seems like such an insane way to lose your virginity. It's like, well, let's just go pay Tijuana hookers to take our virginity. Like, I don't know. Listen, we're 16 and we just can't wait any longer. Listen, sometimes people have a hard time getting laid. That's, that's, you got to go to Tijuana to pay for it. high school. Oh, just get a hobby. Just have sex later. Man, you can't fuck a hobby. You need to go to a brothel in Tijuana in high school. (laughs) I, I, I think it's I think it's also implied that Spider Church is not trying to lose the virginity. He has already lost it probably well before this. So I, he claims. That's way weirder he, he though, also, right? Well, yes, but he also seems weirdly angry at the whole situation. I mean, just the entire time. He's just an asshole, folks. I mean, he, Spider Church is he just has, a, he has anger. He's a hothead, which you see several you already see it here. He gets into a fight with a football player, gets detention. He's going to get into fights with a lot of more people. Yeah, in this movie, but all right, good, good plan, folks. Let's go to Tijuana and bang. Yeah, and then have this little brother who's what? It's got to be like thirteen, fourteen, high school, so fourteen probably. Yeah, I had no concept that this was his little brother for the whole movie. I thought this was just like some freshman they were oh, yeah, the, out with. The first time we watched this movie, I did not know that it was his brother because the only time he says that it's, in a, that it's his brother, it's in the like it could be in the context of like. Oh yeah, this is my little brother. Like it's just, that's why he brought him along. That's like his excuse. It's like he's he's like pretending like he's his little brother. Like yeah, that's why I brought him along. I'm not friends with this kid. He's my brother. I had to bring him along. But no, they are apparently actually brothers. Yeah, no, mom and dad made me bring my little brother along to my bang trip <laughs> to a brothel in <laughs> Tijuana. Uh, anyway, that kid's the best. Wendell's the best. He's way better than all the other guys. I mean. Okay. He's got his priorities in order. Number I mean, one, none make of them are money. Good. Number two, buy fireworks. Number three, sell fireworks for money. Yeah. And number four, blow. It's an entrepreneur. Wow. It's a self-starter. Meanwhile, his brother wears a fedora and tries to rape girls. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Jack, you're like, hey, that, that's right. So, yeah, he starts out with, the, uh, with that nice fedora, Frank Sinatra little opening. Yeah. Frank Sinatra is his idol. He has a picture of him on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he could totally pull off a little Frankie, can he? I feel like we all knew this kid in school. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I knew several of these kids in school. Kids. <laughs> we were in band. Oh, God rest our souls. <laughs> all right. Along the way, the boys stop at a grocery store owned by Larry and Kathy, a married couple involved in a heated argument. 
The boys use the opportunity to shoplift their supplies unnoticed by the distracted storekeepers. As they race from the parking lot, Kathy requests a ride and announces her plans to file for a Mexican divorce. As the group... <laughs> <laughs> this has happened every time, hasn't it? It, has. it it's surprises still, me every it's time. It's still an absurd statement. <laughs> a Mexican divorce. <laughs> As the group enters Tijuana, Kathy disembarks at a law office and the others continue into town. Excuse me, law office? No, that was the divorce store. It literally just said divorce over it. Well, clearly, anyways, they stop at an automotive upholstery shop where Dave orders tuck and roll vinyl seats for his 1957 Chevy. The local sheriff appears and expresses admiration for the car, then apprises Dave of a damaged brake light. When Spider antagonizes the sheriff by offering him a $5 bribe, the lawman warns him that their next meeting will not be as cordial. Hey, look at Spider Church being a douchebag. Just for no reason. This whole section is just so so bad uh, yeah but it gets just a way section. worse later on yeah uh yeah first of all i want to want to shout out what you were mentioning <laughs> which is that the law office that she stops to get her mexican divorce at hell yeah just says divorce on it so yeah. is this a thing do people just go to mexico to get a divorce no, that, uh, i that, mean that cannot hold legal weight in the united states you wouldn't know. think why not Maybe they're just like a lawyer can, who kind of knows American law and they have to fill out the paperwork. you got to things, but at the I mean, same time, like, yeah, there's still okay, disputes over... But yeah, here's, here's my question. They got married in the United States. Assume, uh, I'm assuming they got married in the United States. Can Mexico even annul that? They actually got married at the wedding store right next door to oh, the okay. divorce store. I mean, maybe if people just <laughs> hop over to Tijuana to do random shit like get a divorce or lose their virginity, maybe they did just hop over the border to get married. So. I think there's got to be something, right? Because you kind of get married on a state level. So I can go to a different state and get divorced, right? I mean, but what, that's still within maybe. the same country, yeah, though. Yeah, but like, but like the, there's a requirement in the U.S. that states honor, you Here, know, honor things that happen in uh, other states. Maybe this is like a Texan lawyer that lives in Mexico. You know, he's got like a Texas law license. Well, we've already had a really long discussion on the degrees of murder. Let's start a discussion, this discussion. Which yeah. I won. So, what, what what degree of Did murder? You? What degree of murder is this uh, relationship experiencing right now? What? What? Second degree. There, there we go. Yeah, in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah. I don't. Know. There's clearly intense. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. And there's there's the other thing. She just. This grown grown ass woman just jumps in a car with these uh with these teenagers going to Tijuana. Yeah, she gets into yeah. a fight with her husband, just sees these random people. She's like, she's like, hey, where are you going? Like, we're going to Tijuana. It's like, perfect. And she jumps in the <laughs> car and they go. Yeah, fuck you. I'm going to Mexico. I'm actually here for Shelley Long, though. Um, I uh-huh. think that this movie should have been about this character and Tom Cruise. Mm, sure. Much less than it was about Jackie Earl Haley yes. trying to, like, rape a girl in yes. Mexico or well, see, something. That's the thing. We haven't even gotten to that part about Jackie Earl Yeah, Haley, we'll though. get there. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. This is considered a leading role for Tom Cruise, but I feel like Jackie Earl Haley has way more screen time. Maybe it's just because Tom Cruise's character was really kind of boring. Tom Cruise's character is the only one that actually has a meaningful relationship with another character in the movie, though. I guess aside from uh, excuse Jack me, Early Haley and his brother. Yeah, Dave. Kind of. Dave figures out that his brother's not named Wimp; he's named Wendell. Okay, okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's the only one with like a character arc that really matters. Tom Cruise's is directly related to that, mm-hmm. and it just should have been about them. Everyone else's his emotional arc sucks. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. It should have been her figuring out her marriage and him like having puppy love and getting his heart broken or whatever. But yeah, it's not even about I feel that. like I feel like if Ugh. they had a better script and a bigger budget and actually followed those characters, there was the bare bones of a really good story there. But the script was really bad. It gave Tom Cruise nothing to do, which is just sad. He's such a good actor. And he 
But he we was, didn't know that yet. I mean, you kind of got it a little bit in like taps and the outside. Well, I mean, <laughs> well. outside. Hey, <laughs> those slips were really good. They were. They were. <laughs> but, oh, God. Did you see him flexing during that fight scene? That's <laughs> a leading you, man right you, there. Did you see him cheering? Mm-hmm. That was A plus cheering. Anyways, this we also they don't really go into uh, uh, how just just super racist Davis. Oh, extremely with these well, tuck and roll seats. Yeah, yeah so he, he is. Well, okay, him and Spider. Although Spiders isn't about the seats so much as it is about hey, I can just do whatever the fuck I want in Mexico and give the cop five dollars and ooh yeah. I'm Spider Church. Yeah, these kids are all dicks. But yeah, well, they're awful. Well, Dave is under the suspicion that uh, if you leave a car with a Tijuana upholstery shop, they will shove sheep shit in the seats because that's what they do in Mexico. Apparently, that's what they do to asshole Americans. And you know what? Deservedly. You know what? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, me neither. Neither have I before this movie. So <laughs> I don't know how much of a stereotype that was. I don't know. Why would you just have a pile of sheep shit ready <laughs> just in case yeah, an American that, uh, specifically asked for a tuck and roll? Yeah, what's that pile of sheep shit you have over in the oh, corner? Oh, it's nothing. There? Don't worry about it's it. It's a just-in-case pile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that evening, Dave tells Wendell to stay with the car to watch them to make sure uh-huh. they don't shove sh- sheep shit in his seats. Well, well, if you don't trust these people, or why are you leaving your little brother there? Oh, well, I mean, aside from the fact that you're a piece of shit. Uh that evening, Dave tells Wendell to stay with the car while the other boys make their way to a nightclub and brothel called the Tungalay, where each of them <laughs> pairs with a prostitute. Despite plans to lose his virginity on the trip, Woody is unable to perform with the mature prostitute he has chosen, and she attempts to comfort him by offering motherly advice. Later, as Woody and Spider discuss the incident at the bar, Kathy enters, and Spider greets her with a crude proposition. When she and Woody criticize his behavior, Spider announces that his friend is impotent. Woody leaves in humiliation, followed by Kathy, who offers to keep him company. While Spider broods over his altercation with Woody, Dave wanders onto the street and encounters Wendell carrying a large bag of fireworks that he plans to sell at a profit. Stimulated by his first sexual encounter, uh, this is a typo here, Dave is on a mission to procure an aphrodisiac known as Spanish Fly, which supposedly induces nymphomania in women. Despite Wendell's insistence that the substance does not exist, Dave requests it from a pharmacist who threatens him with a rifle. So there's a lot to talk about here that that was missed. Uh, for, first part, the summary doesn't even mention the or one of the best characters, the piano player at the bar that they go to. I mean, he's not really relevant to the he, plot, he is, but he is what, what the plot? best part of the movie. <laughs> You know, There's the plot the where we're all going to go have sex with people in Mexico. Sure. But then actually talking about w- what could be a plot, um, it also skips over uh, oh, Kathy. That's oh, her name, that's right? The right. main girl? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Her wedding ring thing. Yeah. It skips over her wedding ring thing where she, after her visit to the divorce store, uh, she kind of walks back into town, the main part of town, trying to find them, I guess. But she comes across this fountain where apparently it's tradition for people to toss their wedding rings after getting divorced because apparently that's a thing. Um, we well, got to go to the divorce. Did story. they ever yeah. imply that that was a tradition? I thought so. I could be wrong, but because it has been literally months since I watched this movie, I don't think they did. I think I think she just was at the fountain and was like looking at her wedding ring, got pissed off, and threw it in there. I mean, that's fair. And but then, when she like turns around, <laughs> throws it over her shoulder, and then immediately, immediately, just a bunch of people pile into the fountain to try to get it out because they're in mexico yeah oh my god 
yeah, so maybe a little, little bit of a, a racist joke there. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, point taken, this is another example of how her story is the only one that has a real arc that matters, is yeah. it's this... Well, you she, know, this she, little allegorical moment, right, where she right. wants to throw the ring away and she doesn't realize that she wants it until it seems like it might be gone from her. And mm-hmm. then she kind of fights to get the wedding ring back. Yeah. Spoilers. Right. She she does jump back in there to try to get it when she notices that other people are after it. Yeah, you know, all because those be, poor people from other countries. All those poor people, yeah. And that kind of focuses on the central theme of her arc for this movie because they apparently couldn't do anything else. But women are fickle and crazy. Yeah. Uh, I will also bring something else up. Um, because we get to this scene in the brothel and I should mention earlier on their way down to Tijuana, they like cut off or something, a group of Marines that's also going down to Tijuana. So they've already pissed off this group of Marines. Well, the same group of Marines is at the brothel and each member of the group individually walks in on one of the Marines who happens to be the actor who plays slider and top gun, uh, should also mention that nice. the actor who plays Spider Church is Cougar from Top Gun, and Tom Cruise is Maverick in Top Gun, so prequel right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like Tom Cruise walks in there first and just apologizes, and then like Dave throws like a condom at him or something. Well, like I think that. Spider goes in, throws a condom in, and, oh, then, and then Dave, Dave throws in a firework. Yeah, Dave so, throws a little so firecracker because he's a piece of shit. With the exception of Woody, they're just being complete pricks to this Marine, and. Uh, this is not the last time we will uh, we will encounter uh-huh. this Marine and the other Marines. So, oh, looking forward to those wacky hijinks. Oh yeah, and we get to the super creepy part of Dave's story arc. Yeah, where he's just trying to date rape a girl. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, let me get trying to Af- quote unquote aphrodisiac. Yeah, trying to find date rape drugs because you know he lost his virginity, so now he's going to go rape women. That's the logical next step. Okay, but right? it's but it's funny. <laughs> But it's funny. Uh, this movie. Why are so many '80s movies about this? They're awful. They're the worst. The, the, oh, classic right. example of a movie that would not fly in 2019. God, why did it ever fly? Hot take: Burn every movie. It was a from different time. It was a different time. <laughs> fucking no. Shit. What? No. No. <laughs> no. It's not. A, it's not an excuse. Yeah, and this is when you kind of see Kathy and Woody getting a little closer here when she mm-hmm. runs to comfort him after. You know, learning spider was an asshole. Yeah. Do the dirty. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> learning that he can't honk it. Well, <laughs> he with, can't honk it with somebody else. With with, with a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's just not into meaningless, meaningless sex. Some people aren't. Yeah. You know. Well, then why did he go to the why peer did pressure he go on, this tri- on this trip? Okay. I, I feel like Spider runs his life. Yeah, but he, Spider clearly doesn't want to be there either. I mean, I think it was. I think it was kind of implied it was Spider's idea. But he's he's acting like he hates every second of it. That's just who Wait, Spider is. Why is it his idea if he's the only one who's lost his virginity? Because he wanted because he wanted his friends to lose their he virginity. Really? What? How fucking creepy is that to want your friends to lose their it's virginity? Like, Wait, hang on. You don't care about your friends? Well, it's, it's like it's like what the what the hell? You guys haven't lost your virginity? I know an easy way to do it. Let's go to Tijuana. <laughs> Woo! I'd be like, what the hell? You guys haven't lost your virginity? Okay. Meanwhile, Woody and Kathy become acquainted, and she compliments him on nice. his desire for romance instead of having meaningless sex. She wishes her husband could be as sensitive. Their mutual attraction grows, stimulated by tequila, and they make love in a motel room. Elsewhere in town, Dave pays a taxi cab driver $12 for six doses of Spanish fly, Ugh. ignoring Wendell's insistence that the white tablets are common aspirin. 
At a bar called the Blue Fox, Spider triggers a brawl while defending himself against three irate U.S. Marines. The same Marines we just encountered at the brothel. Uh, the sheriff interrupts the fight and arrests Spider, ignoring the other perpetrators. Well, yeah, because he's already he's already been an asshole to the cop. Yeah. He told him that the next time he ran into him would not be pleasant. Well, there you go. So, uh, Spanish Fly, I was just looking it up to make sure I was remembering this right. That's uh, literally the thing in the Bill Cosby routine. And we uh-huh. know how he turned out to be such a uh-huh. great guy. Hilarious. That's how creepy yeah. this movie has gotten. We're watching Bill Cosby do Bill Cosby things. Yes. And it's the main character. Yeah. One of. Although, uh, Woody and Kathy bone down. Yeah. I totally Be- missed that they actually had sex in the movie. Get you that teenage They, they don't really have a sex scene. It's more of heavily implied and, I guess, based on this, confirmed mm-hmm. if this uh, synopsis is to be believed. I, I, I kind of assume that they did. Well, he's got to lose his virginity if he goes to Tijuana. Yeah, like, the it's movie called Losing It. Here's, here's the thing, Woody. If you're not into meaningless <laughs> sex, how meaningful could your sex be with this woman that you've known for less than a day He's in and love she's with only her. here because she impulsively ran away from a gas station with you? He went f- he went full Ted Mosby. He's just full on in love. He's rescuing her from a terrible re- marriage and just helping comfort her in her time of need. And I mean, I guess, like, you know, oh, they've been walking around and they've kind of Gotta know each other a little bit compared to the, you know, prostitute who's a complete stranger. So it's not as meaningless. Also, he was drunk on tequila. Yeah, there you go. That's that's what I want him to tell people. It's like, I'm not into meaningless sex. I got to get drunk on tequila and talk to you (laughs) for two hours before I have sex with you. Well, there you go. That's as much emotional commitment as what he needs. Fair enough. Listen, that's more emotional commitment than any other character is showing to anyone in this yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then we see we see Spider once again being hot headed asshole and gets into the fight with the Marines and gets thrown in jail. So like deservedly getting his ass kicked. Like I, there was no point in this movie that I liked this kid. Yeah, I mean I don't know if you're really supposed to like anybody except Woody and Kathy and I guess Wendell, sort of. I mean Wendell doesn't really do anything that makes me like him. He's just compared to Dave. It's, well, sure, but you're 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 at least supposed to think these characters are funny and well entertaining. And I mean, who knows? Maybe in 1983, this was the height of comedy. But judging by the Rotten Tomato reviews, I don't think it was. So maybe in the 87, we're <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly what I do during my spring break. Yeah, yeah, no, I guess. And well, Dave, there prepping to become a Supreme Court justice or some shit. I don't know. That reference would have been timely the first time we recorded this yeah, episode. Yeah, it really would have been. <laughs> you know what? It's still relevant because he's a Supreme Court justice. Now everyone's going to be like, wait, that happened six months ago? I thought that was five years ago. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dave dissolves a tablet in the drink of an attractive young street vendor, hoping for another sexual opportunity. While he waits for the drug to take effect, a local boy named Pablo parks his customized Ford Model A nearby, and Dave initiates a conversation with him, unaware that Pablo is the street vendor's brother. When Dave reveals his intentions towards the girl, Pablo and his friends force Dave and Wendell into the car and drive them to an auto salvage yard. As Woody and Kathy leave the motel, they see Spider in the backseat of the sheriff's car and follow it to the police station. Spider is placed in a holding cell where a large prisoner challenges him to a fight, then overpowers the boy and knocks him unconscious. 
Woody and Kathy try to reason with the sheriff, but he demands $3,000 to release Spider. All right, so first off, Pablo, the guy who kidnaps Dave, hero of the movie. 100%. However, the way the movie is shot, it's you're supposed to it, it seems like they want you to be rooting for Dave and Wendell to get away from these people. Oh, yes. And that is not like the what you should logically be rooting for. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Have we gotten to the point where they're actually talking about what happens to Dave and the or is that coming up in the Oh, what, what Pablo does to Dave? Yeah. No, that's next. Okay, cool. That's coming well, up. Well, yeah, regardless. Stay tuned, kids. <laughs> regardless. Pablo, that's, that's the appropriate response, I think, to what Dave just told him. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, probably it's like, so. It's like, oh, what's that? You were trying to date rape my sister? Okay, you're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Spanish fly is not a real thing. Yeah, just put it in that girl's drink. Oh, oh, no. Oh, that's my sister. Uh, also, uh, for context, uh, three thousand dollars in the, the '80s would be about nine thousand dollars now. So, well, there you go. It'd be really fucking expensive. That's going to be more than a five-dollar bribe to get him. Oh out yeah. Of jail. <laughs> well, that's probably why it was so expensive. He was insulted by that five-dollar bribe. <laughs> Please, I only take three thousand-dollar bribes. Yeah, and I don't like this prison scene. There's. They're just like, it's just massive fucking room just full mm-hmm. of people. And there's just one guy who sits in this back room and it's just this huge fucking guy. And he just walks out and punches Spider and knocks him out. And that's the scene. Like, okay, what the fuck does well, that he, he's, he's the guy that runs the jail cell. I mean, I yeah, guess. the jail cell guy. Uh-huh. You've always got to have at least one of those. It's the standard. Like, does that not exist in, in prisons where you're from? I've never been to prison, so I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Arkansas. If, if you ever... I'm not from Arkansas. <laughs> if you ever... I thought you were from Arkansas. I'm from Texas. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I lived in, Ar- I lived in Arkansas life. for eight months when I was like four. Oh. So yeah, you're from Arkansas. Not, yeah, you're though. from Arkansas. Just like Mason's from Minnesota. <laughs> don't know where you picked that up, but sure. I'm from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but no, like that's the standard procedure in prison. Like you, you're in, in a lot in, of experience with that. I've been to jail once. <laughs> okay <laughs> i walked in some dude uh told me where to sit i didn't want to sit there he punched me in the face and i sat there oh i don't believe you <laughs> at all i will say uh not that i want to try too hard to look into these characters arcs because i think that they barely have any but i do appreciate that there is a moment where the characters are actually having to take their licks and have some consequences and sure. just be like oh okay i have to do what you say now I can't just be like, fuck you, police officer. But the, I am an American. But the problem is, I mean, he does get punched in the face and all that. And sure, he deserves that and everything. But there's a lot of moments in this movie, in this movie where Dave and Spider, the two worst characters, have a moment where there's there should be like some consequences. And then by the end of the movie, there's really none. I think they get, oh, we'll get some consequences. Yeah, he, he's just he, not the ultimate. Maybe maybe Spider. Right? I don't think Dave really. Dave's no, he con- does not really. Dave's main consequence is that he has to learn that his brother's a human being, and his car gets fucked up. Uh, kind of. Not really. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyways, at the salvage yard, Dave is hoisted on a crane while Pablo threatens to remove his genitals with a blowtorch. Hero. Unaware that his brother is being subjected to a mere prank, Wendell commandeers Pablo's car and comes to Dave's rescue. The Cartman brothers arrive at the upholstery shop where Spider, Woody, Kathy, and the sheriff are waiting for them. Woody informs Dave of Spider's arrest and explains that they were forced to offer the Chevrolet in exchange for their friend's release. 
As Dave and the sheriff argue over the exchange, Spider and Woody knock the lawman to the ground and handcuff him. Wendell ignites a load of fireworks in the police car, and the group makes his escape. Moments later, Pablo and his companions reclaim the Ford and give chase until Wendell disables the car by firing a skyrocket into its radiator. And Wendell's I sh- the best. Should also mention the skipped over a scene where the Marines are yes. thrown into the gel cell with um, Spider and see him unconscious, and they're about to go over and kick his ass. And then that big ass prisoner comes over and beats the shit out of all of them. Is like, no, nah, that's my friend. So that's how that <laughs> works. He beats the fuck out of you, and then your friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a hierarchy. Like once you've submitted to the hierarchy, you get protection. Yeah. Also, I, I will say, I assume I will say even <laughs> even with if Wendell hadn't saved Dave or whatever, he was going to get off super light because they were just fucking with him. Dude just said he was trying to rape that guy's sister, and he's like, ah, oh, we'll just fuck with him a little bit. We're That's teach a pretty him light reaction. Well, yeah, well, I mean, and everything that, that uh, Pablo's saying there, because he's shouting out about, oh, you Americans come in, you fuck with our city, and, like, you give a shit for, you know, this, this, and this being this way, but Tijuana's not really our city. It's your city. Y'all do this. Y'all do this. Mm-hmm. You know, think you can just come around, fuck around here, and get away with no consequences. Yeah. And then he lights a blowtorch and threatens to uh, take Dave's genitals off, which, hey, A-plus move. Fair. But then Wendell saves him because Wendell is the best. No, Wendell is not the best. Yes, he is. No. He saves everybody with the fireworks. Yeah, okay. And he's a good person. I would be he willing doesn't to, do anything bad in this I movie. would be willing to say of the group of main characters, Wendell is the best, but it's not a high bar. But he also, like, when he, when he saves them, he's saving them from remotely any consequences that they could face. Well, he, he's not he's saving him the, from actually having his dick burned off, right? Because sure. it's just a prank. Sure, but so he, he didn't actually cause anything. Even not though to his brother calls him wimp, it is kind of a dick to him the whole time. He didn't hesitate and saved his brother from what he thought was someone actually trying to blow, blowtorch his generals off. Yeah, he's a good brother. He's a good brother. I don't have a problem with Wendell. I think Dave should have gotten his balls burned off by a blowtorch, though. I just sure. think that would have been a really different movie. <laughs> <laughs> would have gone like into like hostile Some saw goes, territory. Yeah, yeah like, I'm not here porn. to watch like a Lars von Trier movie. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no! This isn't a spiritual successor to Porky's at all. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this like Spider and Woody's decision to just knock over that like they f- feel like they've had to have practiced that oh well I'm, i mean it's a pretty standard move i, mean, I get they've had to have done it to somebody before though it sure. was just so smooth just yeah. woody just sliding down behind him and spider pushing him over Woody's back yeah and then you handcuff the cop to whatever it was it's it like, like a table yeah and the cop it took him so long to figure out he could just flip the table over and pull the handcuff off the leg maybe the table is like yeah, I don't know. I think that's how he got out. Yeah, <laughs> but it just took him. He's like, "Why? Why can't I get out? No, no." I don't. I don't remember. Again, it's been so long. But it's been so. Why? Then we why get are we doing the, this again? We get the car uh, chase because we're stuck in purgatory. Ah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we get this great car chase through Tijuana. Yeah, <laughs> car chase where they run into literally everyone that they've wronged thus far. Yeah, the Marines again. Uh huh. Yep. They, they yeah they run the Marines off the road and through a billboard. All people, all people with legitimate grievances against them. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, the group reaches the border to find a slow-moving line of cars in front of them and the sheriff approaching from behind. 
Spider misinforms a local border guard that, it, that the Chevrolet is carrying illegal contraband, and the car is towed to the front of the line, away from the sheriff's reach. A thorough investigation reveals nothing but the sock in Dave's underwear, and as Kathy and Woody wait for the car to be reassembled, Larry appears begging his wife to return. She bids Woody an affectionate farewell and leaves with her husband. As the sun rises, the boys stop at a diner on a coastal highway where they encounter the same group of marines, and another brawl ensues. Wendell just walks away from it while his friends bear the brunt of the fight. All right, I'm going to ignore the fact that Shelley Long and Tom Cruise's stories have been completely squandered by this whole movie. Yes. Because they've been on screen for like three minutes. And I'm going to bitch about this sock in the underwear joke, uh-huh. which is a minor thing. I don't think it's a funny joke no matter what you do. But we see Dave put the sock in his underwear at the beginning of the movie. When he's Th- doing his Frank Sinatra thing. Throughout the movie, people are commenting about how big his dick is. So at the end, when they take the sock out, we don't... The we already know. fucking ruined. We knew the whole yeah. movie. All- you should have not had it. And the whole movie, we're like, oh, this is a weird, dirty guy, but everybody loves him because his dick is huge. And then at the end, it's like, well, well I'm just a sock. Yeah, if you didn't... If you didn't show that four-second scene of him putting the sock in his underwear at the beginning of the movie, the joke would have landed a lot better. Because, like, even Pablo, when he's about to burn off, he's like, whoa, you're huge, or whatever, which is a weird thing to say, but whatever. And, yeah, but no, the, the yeah, joke is, you already knew what was going to be in his underwear. It's like, Sure, oh, yeah, and if, if they made that delivery better, then there would be no problems with this movie whatsoever. Yeah, that's really my only problem <laughs> oh, with this entire no. horrible oh. movie. Oh, God. But no, th- see, like, this is a moment where Dave could have had consequences for his actions if he would have lost his car. Mm-hmm. When will he learn his actions have consequences? Ne- well, oh. You guys don't watch va- Vines? Veins? You guys don't watch Vines? No. You mean so that you don't defunct. Understand what I'm that defunct web video service hey it was a whole medium of art where we all made six (laughs) second long weird videos and for some reason it wasn't profitable for anybody (laughs) i wonder why but yeah so that yeah they basically just dismantle his car to Mm -hmm. look for contraband and then put it back together so his car's fine but they scratch it a bunch yeah well i mean he says that they that they're going to but there's no evidence that they do yeah well, and then I mean, I'm assuming they're probably not being super careful. I'm sure. Give a shit. They're, they're pissed off that this that these kids fucked with them and got basically got taken to the front of the borderline. Right. So I think he did get some consequences. I'm not arguing that the moral weight of this movie is correct because obviously it's not executing very well on any level. Uh-huh. Maybe he should have just lost his car. Maybe he should have actually had to trade his car to get Spider out of jail. And then he should have, I don't, I don't know, that should have been his consequence or something. And they could have just taken that Ford Model A that they but fucking he stole. He didn't <laughs> right, get his right. welded off. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, but I think also we do need to talk about uh, the ending of Kathy and Woody's arc, which, it, again, it just kind of comes down to, like, it really could have been a much more thoughtful thing, but it eventually just boils down to, oh, Kathy just seems very fickle. Like this, this woman seems. Well, the the thing was, is that she she was upset that her husband would never like, didn't ever show any affection for her and everything. And then when they're running away from the sheriff, she sees him walking in Tijuana. She's like, "Oh, he came all this way to find me. He does care for me." And that's like the one. And also, like her yeah. her deciding to run away to Tijuana with these guys was a very 
in the moment bad decision sure. that she probably it's probably a, pr- a pretty hasty decision so well i and i think a lot of the the ending of this and what could i guess again be like you're saying some kind of like actual sweet moral to this story is sort of undercut by the fact that she's like oh hey husband hey nice good to see you i believe you i want to make this work oh hang on one second let me go make out with this high schooler and then i'll come right back yeah, that was weird. I mean, <laughs> they definitely should have spent a <laughs> passionate gift. Fine. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, it was uh, fine. Yeah, no, that's definitely what uh, twenty-seven to thirty-year-old women do to uh, high school seniors. Yeah, all the time. I believe it. Uh huh. They definitely should have spent more time on her story and fleshing it out. But I think that it's it does at least like it suggests like a plausible storyline, right? Like it could I, be there. I'm it's unhappy not unhappy in my marriage. I go to Mexico. I find like a boy toy who's like young and hot and he's in love with me and it's exciting. And I kind of figure out that that's not really what I want. And what I want is kind of what I already had. And that's a, there's a movie in there, but they just didn't make that fucking movie. They yeah. just made us watch Jackie Earl Haley try to date rape girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got, I'm pr- I don't know the exact count, but I would not be surprised if Jackie Earl Haley has a considerable more amount of screen time than Woody does. And that may just be because, like I said, despite the fact that it's the very charismatic Tom Cruise in this role, his role's pretty bland. Like, doesn't really get very much to do. So maybe he does have a lot of screen time, it's just you kind of forget he's there because he barely has any lines and they're not very well written. Just a boring part. But at least he doesn't try to date rape girls. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. He is still friends with this guy who's very clearly trying to date rape girls, but... You know, the guys you knew in high school. Uh Uh (laughs) You know what? I didn't know anyone in high school who did this. I think... I think... I don't think we knew any rapists in high school. Fairly certain we did not. To my knowledge, at least. Not that we know of. Well, sure. There's... I mean... yeah, no, there's no a problem there. in society, man. <laughs> yeah, probability is we definitely knew someone who did, but oh, no. we just don't That's know. Disturbing. Anyways, y- you also get this brawl at the end that pretty much symbolizes that they learn nothing. That's what I got. Except for Wendell, because he's the best. <laughs> now Wendell, he just walks away. Yeah, but Wendell knew at the beginning that this, all this stuff yeah. was bullshit. Did, he just did he walks learn out anything, and... or was he just already where he needed to be at the beginning of the film? Yeah, it was that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he uh, used his fireworks to save everybody instead of making money. That was his story arc. I mean, you know what? It was a one-minute story arc. The, there is something to be said, though. Like, if your story starts somewhere, goes somewhere, then, like, if the arc ends back up in the same spot, it's still technically an It can be an arc. Yeah, but and maybe the thing is, like, I'm all cool and detached because all your stuff is bullshit, but then I'm invested in you and I use these fireworks to save you. Uh-huh. That's a moral arc, right? Uh, and and maybe, maybe the real story that we're supposed to learn here, the real moral we're supposed to get, is that American kids can give it away with whatever, whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and maybe the only thing we were losing was the friends we made along the way. And the two hours that we had to watch this movie. And the three hours that we spent recording podcasts for this fucking movie. (laughs) Uh, All right. You guys got anything else? No. No, let us go. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's uh, get into some fun facts and background info about losing it. All right, so this is the first movie we're 
getting to and of the not very many box office flops if you even want to call it, call it that this was a flop this didn't this wasn't wildly successful well that it actually was, makes me feel a lot better because there's a lot of shitty 80s movies like this that were true. very successful yeah, no this was not a successful movie first off it was only made on a seven seven million dollar budget which i think is by far his lowest budget film he's ever been in and it made 1.2 million. Oh no so a very poor box office showing for this terrible movie uh not very well loved 22 percent on rotten tomatoes uh 28 percent from people who aren't snooty critics so not very much better wow <laughs> this makes me feel a lot better about it, this movie it does uh, uh there's no stunts in this movie uh he does run a bit a little bit okay, uh, when right. he's you know, when he runs to the car when they're running away from the sheriff. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, that's true. Is that the only time? Oh wait, no. He definitely. Did, are you sure he didn't do his own stunts? Was he not the one that bent down behind the cop? Okay, Mason. That's we've a stunt. Been, no, we've been over <laughs> this. That does not count as a stunt. Why not? Define stunt right yeah. now. No. I'm going to be Wittgenstein. I'm going to really pin you down <laughs> on your terminology. I'll add an addendum Thanks, at Carl. the end. <laughs> this is what stunt is. <laughs> All right, uh, and this was uh, this was actually released as a, another name in Brazil. It was released as Porky Three to try to cash in on the success of the Porky's franchise. Uh-huh. However, Porky's is spelled with a Y. This one was spelled P O R K I Three. So yeah, no, it, very half-hearted attempt to connect it to the Porky's franchise, which is also a movie about kids trying to lose their virginity, which seems to be. A common theme for 80s movies since we're about to re-record yeah. for the third time Risky Business, which is also about a kid trying to lose his virginity. So, Well, I mean, it's a pretty common theme overall because, like, there was obviously in the 90s, like, American Pie. Um, wasn't wasn't that kind of the point of Eurotrip, too? It was all over the place in these movies. Eurotrip was... I don't think Eurotrip was really about losing their virginity. It was just about hooking up and having crazy sex in sure. Europe. Mm. But, I mean, you have Sex Drive, which is yeah. a, you know, you know, 21st century movie about a kid driving across the country to lose his virginity. I guess I guess yeah. it's a common theme. My thing is, it's unoriginal and it's, it's terrible. So, let's quit doing it. You know what I like about 2019 is I've been watching Sex Education, which is on Netflix. And we should all, you should all watch it. It's good. <laughs> and... It's it's all the kids with their sex problems in high school, and some of the kids are like, oh, God, we're virgins, and they kind of think about it, and they're like, eh, whatever, you know, we'll figure it out eventually. That's 2019. It's not 1980s. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a million movies about it, because this is I the mean, most important thing in the world. Okay, well, uh, you know what, Andrew? Just because you have so much sex, just because you have so much sex does not mean that... I'm currently having sex right you, now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable for me sitting next to you. I mean... Don't look me in the eye. <laughs> stop. 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 Please don't. <laughs> Please don't stop. Hmm. But I mean, when we were in high school, I don't really feel like, at least in our circle of friends, it was really that big of a deal to lose your virginity. No one was obsessed with this. Yeah. Like, I don't... I mean, we were in we were in band. I don't know if the other cliques were... It was really big deal about, oh, you gotta lose your virginity in high school, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Yeah, I like, think that, it's that fine that's if you're the plot is super bad too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is such an overused plot. Well, I, and I think yeah. it's definitely gone downhill since not another teen movie came out and made fun of all of that. Oh, that Ooh, Blocker is also very good, and it's <laughs> sort of is making fun of that whole concept. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, I just I don't feel like, and I can only go from my own personal experience. I don't feel like this plot is really that relevant to like real life. 
I just, I feel like it's not that big of a deal and hasn't been for a while that you have to lose your virginity. Like when you turn 16. Well, I feel like, like, I feel like part of it too is like, there is this sense that people who haven't had sex are kind of like either missing out or like basically virginity is not something that a lot of people are proud of. And that's obviously changed lately, but I think that, I think that a lot of that comes from things like these movies and not the other way around. Like, I think that this is a cultural thing that enforces that and not, you know, yeah. actually something that most people really need well, to care about. All yeah. you, all you virgins listening to this podcast, it's okay to be a virgin. Yeah. You don't have to go out and lose your virginity. Yeah. It's unless also, you want, it's unless you want to, if you, if you, yeah, if you like, want to yeah. go ahead. It's Live okay to life. have sex too. Don't 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 let your don't let your wet dreams be dreams. Oh my god! <laughs> just just you do what you want to do. Don't let society tell you what to do. As long as the other person also wants to do that. Yes, thing affirmative yes. consent. You need to yes. get affirmative consent in writing. A Spanish fly isn't real, but even if it was, don't use it. <laughs> all right, good job, guys. We solved all of the sex problems here today. Yeah. Yes, three white guys in a room. That's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we did briefly mention this, but uh, three of the actors in this film would eventually uh, get together again for Top Gun. Uh, Tom Cruise, John Stockwell, who played uh, Spider, plays Cougar, and uh, Rick Rossovich, who plays the Marine that they get into a fight with like 82 times in this movie, uh-huh. plays Slider. And I like to think that this is a prequel. Yeah, and Spider got an animal upgrade. Definitely. I mean, Slider and Maverick already disliked each other at the beginning of Top Gun, and that's because they already had this incident in Tijuana. Yeah. Slider jumped from the Marines to the Navy because you—that's something that you do. Well, okay, so and that's that's why Maverick and Cougar were so tight at the beginning. They already had this fucking sex sexcapade in <laughs> okay. Tijuana. So you know, fair. You know what? It works. Fair. Fan theory. You heard it here first, folks. Losing it is a prequel to Top Gun. And meanwhile, Jack Earl Haley was just homeless, I guess. I don't know. No one cares about him. He 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 eventually got murdered by someone because he tried to rape their sister. Oh. Wow. Or he's in jail for successfully raping somebody. Mm. I feel uh, like that's probably his story arc since he didn't learn a goddamn thing in this movie. That, yeah, that's probably, like, realistically, that's what happened to, no, hang on. Sorry, he's on the Supreme Court now. Mm. Uh, so for all the ladies and fellow gays out there, uh, if you could take a moment right now, go ahead and uh, pause this podcast and unsubscribe from us. Never listen to us again. God stop. And stop stop telling people that. to do that. <laughs> go to Google and uh, Google slider pose gif top gun and just watch. <laughs> that was Spider Church, you said? That's no, that was, no. no, that was the Marine. It's a pretty oh, nice oh, gif. man, it is. Oof. oof. I'm, I'm looking You'll at it right now. You'll hear about it again once we get to the Top Gun episode, but oof. Yeah. Oh, please thank you. stop thank you. with the thank sex you. sound effects. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was also, as we talked about, a low-budget film. It's also a non-union film. So they used um, at least ten crew members as actors. Uh, I believe it's implied that they used more, but a lot of them did not want their names on the film. I oh, wonder why. I wonder. Uh, and this was all filmed. It, it was not filmed in Tijuana. It was filmed in Calexico, California. So a lot of the locals were brought in to be extras, and actually a few were put in uh, as principals with lines. So, yeah, just a little, very low budget film. Did not hire very many actual actors. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, like who who wants to be a part of this? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's. I'm, I'm just curious who were the locals 
like yeah what's like pablo just like some dude they found in calexico california and he's and like he, hey this dude's gonna try to rape your sister threaten to burn off his genitals all right <laughs> that doesn't seem likely <laughs> he they, probably I mean, at least got a script you know maybe uh, a call sheet pablo well, I mean, was mario marcelino cool who <laughs> is known for yeah he's, he's been in things he was in er uh, Maybe this was his big break. He, he was, was doc- just—he was just a local high schooler from Calexico, California, and losing it got him his big break. Maybe he was communications in Star Trek Three. Not no, not at all. <laughs> uh, he was Doctor Pena in Dexter. Cool. I'm still watching Slider do that pose. God <laughs> damn it! It's so good. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I have on trivia. Not a—I mean, you know, this movie's really bad, and all the trivia is bad too so you know it just fits it's all it's all bad folks don't watch this movie yeah well all right that's all we have on losing (laughs) it uh join us next time when we talk about tom cruise's breakout role in risky business i'm donovan bruce if you like this episode make sure to rate us five stars on itunes and check out cruising it pod on letterboxd for our tom cruise movie rankings and other general movie stuff I am Andrew Mount. Social media is toxic, so do not follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Delete your social media. Uh, for episodes of this and other podcasts that we do, uh, visit our website at gcatsmedia.com. Once again, that's G as in gravy, catsmedia.com. gcatsmedia.com, a website that, a website I am that the name you, you, you don't advertise <laughs> over and over again because I'm stuck in a purgatory where I can't stop doing this episode. Uh, and actually, social media, yeah, okay, it's toxic. But you know what's even more toxic is one of my co-hosts trying to undermine my attempts to do social media things. So uh, actually, please do. Every week. Yeah, every every two goddamn weeks. week. Every two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> two weeks, whatever. It uh, makes you feel bad. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay, fine. Thank you. Anyway, uh, do like us on Facebook. Do follow us on Twitter at CruisinItPod. Please. Please. Yeah, sacrifice your happiness so we can be famous one day. Uh, no, that's not it. Thanks, I just, everybody. I want to feel like I have friends. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Look. Fine. Just get off of all the rest of social media, but we are not the toxic bits of it, okay? Except for Andrew right now. We're losing all of our subscribers right now. I know. They're like, this, this closing's been going on for 10 minutes. Yeah, we're just going to we're just what gonna stop uh, uh, stopping the bleeding. You've been listening to Cruz and It. We'll see you Please next time. Please like us. <laughs>